Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Your Flames Mount Rushmore. You know, I would say, obviously, the number one would be Lanny. He's the guy who really brought the Flames to the forefront. And then, I, you know, I go Vernie, uh, Mike Vernon, former roommate, by the way. Uh, but we can't talk about those stories on the air. You got to look at, uh, boy, Theo. You know, you got to look at Iggy. Might not have won a cup, but truly did. You know, we went instantly by what we did at the time. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. It absolutely is. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show, wherever you're joining us from. Television on Game Plus, radio, WQE, podcast, or YouTube Live. Maybe you're not listening to us live at all. I'm in a bit of a conundrum in a lot of ways here. It's our last day at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. It's very clear. I love it very much. But they've got the speaker just pumping right now, which is fine. They just told me they had to turn it up for the Chuck Wagon World Finals last night, night two. And I hate, but they're playing Brooks and Dunn right now. John Bender joining us. How do I ask him to turn it down, John Bender? Stamps and Wolfpack alum when I love Brooks and Dunn. They've been playing Hank Williams Jr., Patty Loveless, Dwight Yoakam. I just want to get up and dance. They got all the hits going. They got all the hits. They got all the hits going here, but uh, it is louder than it's ever been in our time in Century Downs. And they said, hey, we had to crank it up for the Chucks, so... They're working on it. It's Football Friday, an hour one. Very popular guest, Jim Barker, was with us from the CFL on TSN, who very clearly still playing down or living down his comments on Jake Delagala last week. John Bender played to the Calgary Stampeders and the Nevada Wolfpack. Am I right in saying your claim to fame is you block for both Cody Fajardo and Colin Kaepernick? That's your claim to fame, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it would be uh, pretty fair. I mean, I played with Colin Kaepernick my all four years there in Nevada. Wow. So, yeah. Is there anybody else that could say they blocked for him, or is there five, four other guys that could say the same thing? Um, I mean, it's a lot of the other guys blocked for him. I don't know if they did all four years like I did, so it's pretty unique that way for sure. Yes, cool. So John's here. I really appreciate him clearing his schedule. He is a financial planner here. And every, this is what I know about financial planners. I got a lot of friends that were athletes and coaches and became financial planners. They make a lot of money, they drink a lot of coffee, and they don't seem to work too hard. Uh, I don't know if all those things are true, but uh, <laughs> in the summer, our, our, in the summer, we have schedules that aren't aren't too busy because a lot of our clients are uh, on the wealthier side and they're at the lake or at the golf course, and they're gotcha. not interested in meeting me right now. So it's a nice. Uh, it's a nice way to marry my schedule because in January, February, if you ask me to come down, it'd probably be a lot busier. Yeah. Okay. Well, I yeah. I appreciate the time. And then I'm talking about Chris Getzlaff, Mike Abu Meshrick, quite a few hockey guys. They just seem to have the life for Riley. So I'm glad to hear that it's going well, John. It's going well. Yeah, it's been good. good. I'm, I'm 11 years there now, so it's been uh, it's, it's been a good run, and I'm pretty happy where I'm at. Okay. So he's going to be here for a good chunk of hour two, John Bender, on this Football Friday. And he can also talk college football and NFL. Our poll question today uh, relates to the NFL, and we'll get to that in a minute. But, and exciting too, if you just tuned in, we've just discovered that we're on a potentially a million or more new television sets across Canada, probably a couple million on Rogers. So wherever you're watching from today, if you're a new viewer, 902-518-3033, give us a shout on the text line for EMJ Marketing. And there's a ton of questions have come in already for John. But your take last night, please, on Winnipeg 
motorboating the Montreal Alouettes 47-17. I kind of built that up as a Grey Cup preview, and I hope it's not a Grey Cup preview. Yeah, I think it was an impressive win by the Bombers. Uh, we saw the Alouettes' defense come out hot in the first half. Yep. They got two, two big interceptions, brought them back for touchdowns. Usually, if you have uh, two defensive touchdowns, that's enough that usually you win the football game. And that wasn't the case last night. We saw the Blue Bombers then take over from there. Alouettes seemed like they couldn't get anything going on offense. Cody Fajardo was throwing up a few 50-50 balls, and some of them were drops, and some of them just weren't plays made. And they just couldn't get anything going. And on a rainy night, like they had there i'm sure it's tough to get the offense uh you know when you're throwing offense especially to get things going montreal didn't look like a team that was six and three and was going after their fifth straight win like they were they were bad so was winnipeg that good or was montreal that bad or some combo of the both I think it's a combo in the middle there. I think the Winnipeg, I mean, I wouldn't want to play Winnipeg at home in the playoffs, I'll tell you that. They've done a yeah. great job building up the team for the year, and I'm sure that they're going to have some sort of home field advantage in the playoffs. And we've seen teams coming in there. The only team that's really had a big win against them in the last few years was the BC Lions earlier this year. Yes, absolutely. By the way, I'll just tee this up. What up? Pardon? Why are you celebrating like a touchdown was just scored? Okay, <laughs> you'll tell me later. Obviously a good thing. We'll get into the NFL and college next segment. You're okay with that, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, hey, Dan writes in from Winnipeg. How about those bombers last night, Rod? Yeah, we've only been talking about it for an hour and five minutes, Dan. <laughs> We're moving on. Tonight, Calgary Stampeders at the Toronto Argonauts. We have a lot of Stamps fans have tuned in today on both YouTube Live and, and uh, television, Game Plus. I want your take on what's going on because nobody expects them to win tonight. The point spread's 10 for the Argos. What do you think is going to go on there tonight at BMO Field? Yeah, it's been a tough start of the season for the Stampeders. Um, you know, they're 3-7. and seven. Obviously, if uh, you know they lost two games at home in overtime and they lost a game at home by one point, they had a couple breaks to go another way. I think it's easy to see that this could be a 500 team with a few different breaks. But at the same time, they aren't. And, I mean, the reason they aren't is probably because they're a young football team. They're kind of learning here as they go, under fire, and uh, they haven't been able to make the big plays. And we're going to look tonight to see if Jake Merrick can build on what he did last time against the Argos. Last time they played the Argos here in Calgary, I think was their best game of the season by far and if they're able to you know get the offense going like they did get the defense playing well i think that they're gonna have an opportunity to win the football game but that 10 and a half point spread is daunting and uh, i mean the argos have played great games against everyone but the stampeders this year so i'm i'm really interested to see what happens tonight well um it's an interesting town calgary is i've been coming here for 20 years calling games for the Rough Riders and now living here for parts of two years going on three they love their CFL right they pockets of it and now I'm doing these golf tournaments and events and they're just shocked that the Stampeders might actually miss the playoffs for the first time since 2005 do you think that could what happened I mean, there is a possibility it happens for sure. I mean, obviously, I think that they have the right coaching staff in place. Hopefully they have, I mean, their personnel, I would imagine, is a team that should be getting more wins. Obviously, they just haven't got there yet. I think a combination of the turnovers and uh, things like that are giving them problems. I mean, they've been a, we've been spoiled here in Calgary with great teams for decades. From, you know, they had the 25th anniversary Grey Cup champs here from 98. You know, Jeff, you saw how many guys were on yeah. that team that was, you know, CFL Hall of Famers now. You look at that team and how many of those guys are in the community still, coaching, they're around the game. And now we see, you know, right from those guys to Henry Burris to Bo Levi Mitchell to, you know, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, you know, are you know, they got plenty of them here in Calgary. And now we're trying to find the next one. And I don't know if Jake Mayer is going to be that guy. He's shown some flashes where, you know, he had a game earlier this year. We had 450 yards and four touchdowns. I don't know if we'll see that Jake again. I hope we do because that was an exciting Jake. That was a big play, Jake. And, uh, I mean, obviously in that game still, they did lose that game. Still too many turnovers. So, I mean, he's got to find an opportunity to, you know, take his, you know, find his spots and, you know, go downfield when he can, but at the same time limit the turnovers. Is he unfairly maligned, though, because if Rennie Paradis makes a field goal, they win the game. Right? All sure. of a sudden we're not talking about what's wrong with Jake Mayer on the stand. At the, you know, they'd be four and six, which is a lot different than three and seven. 
right? Is there too much heat on him? I mean, it's always anytime that there's, you know, great play, I think the quarterback gets too much credit. Anytime I think there's bad play, I think the quarterback takes too much heat. That's the nature of the position. That's the way things will probably always be. I think that Jake Mayer has taken some shots unfairly, maybe from the media, maybe from fans. But at the same time, I mean, you win some football games, people praise you unfairly too. So you just got to, you know, turn, turn, you just got to go and flip that script, win some football games, and then the whole narrative on you will change. Well, to, to swing it, as you were talking about Regina, you know how much they love the Rough Riders there, and uh, it's still our number one city for viewership of the RP show. So I was at a golf tournament a couple weeks ago, and uh, there was some big money guys there, one of which we'll be announcing shortly as a new sponsor of the RP show, but he just said it. He's a Stampeders died in the wolf fan. Things have been going to the Grey Cups for years. Stamp season ticket holder. He said, Sask is better. Sask is better than the Stampeders. How can you argue it? And you really can't because the record's better. Yeah, I mean, for right now, absolutely. They've played better. I mean, they, uh, you know, they've been doing a better job. I mean, they've had three different quarterbacks come through there now, and you could argue that the three different quarterbacks, you know, you add up all their stats, are probably better than Jake Mayer's, and they've limited the turnovers better than Jake Mayer. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, that's a team right now that if they can get the ground, get things rolling, I really like what they did against BC last week. If they can keep playing like that or at that level, I think that they got a good shot at making the playoffs, even making some noise in the playoffs. So, I mean, that that worries me a bit as a Stampeders fan because if they're going to play like that it's going to be going to be a real uphill battle here for the Stampeders to get in the postseason the difference is razor thin though Cal uh, Sask won at Calgary in overtime as you know and Calgary won in Sask on a last second field goal there's not much difference between the two it's going to be a real exciting game here October 13th in Calgary to uh, you know even out that series uh, you said that you were just at Ryder Nation uh, what were your takeaways uh, it was interesting. You know, I've always wanted, I've been trying to get to all nine CFL stadiums as a fan just to experience the fandom. I think I've got to five now and I've been to Touchdown Atlantic, so I'm working through them here over the years. But uh, this year was Ryderville, got out there, and it was really interesting, really exciting. Uh, I was impressed with a lot of things, just how new the stadium is, how big the stadium is, how, like, the new stadium, you know, ambiance, you got more room in the aisles. I'm a big guy, you got more room in the seats, you got more room in the leg room. And at the same time, I mean, you guys have that team store. It looks like it's, uh, you know, as big as a sport check in Chinook here or something, right? It's enormous. I'm sure they sell millions of dollars a year in merch. And and I was really impressed with just, you know, and then I went down and checked out Pill Country. Didn't roam You were everywhere. Too. Yeah, I, w I went over there and checked it all out. I wanted to experience it all. Well, when I, I tell you what, number one, when I was a voice of the Riders, I was so proud. I took guys on tours. Chris Schultz comes to mind. TSN was one. Davis Sanchez. Because I don't know if you saw the behind the scenes. They can host six different events while a football game's going on. The convention facilities and everything. It's... It is something else. It's impressive. Uh, 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 so what stadiums have you been at? Uh, so I've been to, obviously, Calgary, Edmonton, Regina, Toronto, Hamilton. Not BC? Not BC. Not Maybe Montreal? Not BC, not Montreal, not Winnipeg. Okay. It was an interesting trivia question, by the way. A, a fan said this to me a number of years ago. They said, how many stadiums have you broadcast CFL games in? And for me, it's, it's a long list, but that includes... Ivor Wynn in Hamilton. Um, well, Frank Clair in Ottawa is now the same stadium but refurbished. Olympic Stadium. Shell Stadium in Fort McMurray. Preseason okay, games. Yeah. University of Guelph. Riders played the Ticats there when, when Tim Hortons Field was being... So that's like 14, 15, 16 stadiums. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, hey, Jake Dolagala. Jim Barker was on here last hour and just eating crow. He said, I'm not a fan of this guy. From a strict, well above average height guy, you must be pulling for yeah. Jake. What are you, 6'8"? I'm 6'8", And yeah. he's 6'7". Six, 6'7". Seven. Six, seven. So what do you think about what he, what he did last week? I was impressed. I mean, the, the knock on the tall quarterbacks is always that they're not as mobile. They're more fast than quick when you need to get away, especially on a big field like they have in the CFL. There's a lot of speed on that field. There's no 330-pound D-tackles. Everybody's in the 270 range usually for D-tackles. The DN's a little smaller. A lot of guys can really move, and you want a quarterback that can get around those 
those guys. If you're six foot seven, that's going to be tough. But at the same time, if you can be tough and stand in the pocket and go downfield and throw over top of everybody, you're going to find a lot of success. So I was impressed with what Dalgala did last week. I was impressed with what he was able to do and some big plays like, you know, you look at Sam Emelis, I mean, he's been having an unbelievable season, showing some big flashes of really being a big ratio breaker wide receiver with a Canadian wide receiver like that makes a big difference. So if he can keep having big games like that and he keeps getting some trust from his quarterbacks, throwing the ball his way, they're going to find a lot of success. I got to tell you what, John, listening to you is reminding me of what people say about me and our show. Get you fired up for the CFL. Yeah. Just listening to you does. And I'd like to think that I do the same thing. And I, one of the, my favorite things about you on Twitter, and what is it, at John W. Bender? At uh, John W. Underscore Bender. Underscore Bender. You kind of, you take shots and umbrage at people on Twitter that are bashing the CFL, right? Cause, and you, you come in, how old are you? I'm 36. Well, you kind of come in that way, certainly a millennial generation. Sure. You're like, our generation loves the CFL too. You're, you're, yeah. you're, not a, you're not shy to put that out there. Yeah, I think that there's some generalities that are thrown around that, you know, this is the way these kids never watch everything else. One of my favorites is people tell me people under 40 don't love the CFL, and I can drop a picture of tailgating with 50-plus people that are under 40. I'm like, yeah, I checked my receipts, and I think that looks a little <laughs> incorrect. Exactly. And, uh, you know, you can look at a few things like that. And, uh, I mean, I just think that sometimes we see some maybe bad journalism, bad reporting, where they say, you know, oh, I pray for this league. I hope it's still going to be around and blah 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 and now we see last night winnipeg had over thirty-two thousand. last week sask had what 28 people yeah. watching on tv you know i was impressed with a lot of these numbers that they put up over the years and i hope they can keep building it from there i think i didn't read the report but there was uh some report that came out last week like a mid-season report card and as far as i could see the cfl put it out themselves but it said that attendance is up in BC, Toronto, and Montreal, and I wouldn't argue that. It looks like it is. Yeah, from what I've seen, when I've looked over the stats, there's a few guys on Twitter that put up big spreadsheets that are really interesting. I, I can share them later today with you if you want. But anyways, it looks like uh, attendance and viewership are both up about 6% over last year, which I think is a realistic target to you know maintain. If they can go up 3 4 5% a year, I think they'd be real happy, especially in a, you know, in a nation where a lot of people are cord cutting and a lot of people are you know trying to find ways to save dollars and everything else, and they're still finding ways to get people to stadium and get people to watch and uh, you know find viewership I'm a very big proponent of you're either going forwards or you're going backwards you're never sitting still sure and so it doesn't matter how fast you're going those numbers are encouraging Jeff in Winnipeg says I watch the NCAA more than CFL but never would bash the Canadian game I absolutely love all football we will talk about all football when we come back uh, Tonight in the NFL, last night in the NFL, looking ahead to the regular season, Curtis Rourke, college football, John Bender can talk about it all when we return on the Game Plus TV network and WQEE Radio in Atlanta, podcast and YouTube live. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. Back live at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino, night three of the World Professional Chuck Wagon Association World Finals goes tonight, and you can get your tickets at showpass.com. I've been at the last two, and it's been endlessly entertaining. Okay, let's continue this roll on a football Friday here on the RP Show. Game Plus TV, WQE Radio, podcasting YouTube live. John Bender's with us as we switch gears to NFL and college, and there were two NFL preseason games last night. Indy rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson displayed flashes of promise, but could have been better. Colts won 27-13 over the Eagles last night. Richardson, the rookie, was 6 of 17 for 78 yards, hit 38 yards rushing. Jalen Hurts didn't play for the Eagles. Marcus Mariota did. He was only one of two for 21 yards. And in Atlanta, they don't want to talk about it. The Falcons got spanked 24-0 by Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett led two touchdown drives for the Steelers. Uh, Desmond Ritter didn't play for the Falcons. They're number one. Taylor Heineke did. And uh, he was sacked on his first possession by T.J. Watt for a loss of seven yards. So anyways, our poll question today for Key Auto Group. Key Auto Group, driven by safety, experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. It is, what is America's game of the night in the NFL preseason? Is it Detroit or Carolina? That's mine. New England at Tennessee, that's DuPont's because he's a Titans fan, or the Chargers at the San Francisco 49ers. Let's put it to John Bender. Three games tonight. Any of those tickle your fancy more than the others, JB? Um, you know, I'm not, I don't know. When I look at a preseason football game, I don't know if tickle my fancy is something that uh, None of them we do. see any of those things. I've yeah. played in preseason games. I've watched a lot of preseason games. I think that what they're trying to do a lot of the time is just figure out where guys fit and what's going on and uh, who the best fit is at what position. And I think that, you know, if we got some good battles going on in camp, I would look into that some more and see what it looks like. But I think more often than not, especially in the NFL, a lot of these GMs are trying to keep their jobs, and we're seeing that with Nathan Roy and Jacksonville where maybe he's not getting the best opportunity to have the number two spot and we're going to see with some of these teams you talked about tonight you know they have some opportunity there with uh, some players who can uh, find find some big plays and you know crack their way in the roster because it's tough to get on that 53 man Dan in Saskatoon says not many guys had the chance to play in bowl games each year of their NCAA career. John is one, if I'm correct. Which one stood out? Also, John in Edmonton says, do you think preseason uh, ratings matter or not? So we got a few questions to get to, but I'll say this. I had, I decided to just turn my back on the NFL preseason because it really doesn't matter. And then Nathan Work does all these heroic things, and I'm like, I wish that I had paid more attention. Is that the story of the NFL preseason, or is it just us because we're Canadians? I mean, so, yeah, there's just us because I think we're Canadians to a certain extent. But at the same time, I mean, yeah, everybody, I think, pumps up preseason. The NFL obviously does. They sell the tickets for the same price. They try to get top dollar for the TV. And, I mean, there's a lot of great college players and some people that watch college football would like to see get on the field. Us as Canadians with the CFL, we want to see some former CFL players get on the field and see what they can do. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's all about what happens during the regular season, how they can get their personnel aligned, how they can get under the salary cap, how they can find the right fit. Everybody wants cheap, controllable assets for over the long term. We've seen that with running backs. We'll see that with a lot of other positions, I'm sure, as well. Yeah, well, it's interesting you say that because I can't... Please, people in Winnipeg, remind me. Maybe you know. There was a returner in week one of the preseason in the Falcons-Dolphins game that returned a kick for a touchdown. He played in Winnipeg. D... Alfred. D. Alfred. Okay. And so with these backup quarterbacks, like Heineke, I said, played last night for the Falcons. It's just like the CFL. These guys can do heroic things. Nathan Work on Sorry is a great example. We see it in the CFL. Heroic, great storylines. And then you never see him again all year. Because they don't play again all year. Right. 
I think that it's interesting with pro football because everybody assumes if somebody's a third-string quarterback, they're washed up, they suck, whatever else. It is very difficult to get on a pro roster and especially a quarterback. And if you're there, you are very talented. If you get an opportunity, don't be surprised when these guys, you know, go out there and sling in if they get an opportunity to play, if they run with it. But a lot of the guys just never get the right opportunity, right personnel, right situation, and they try to make the most of it. But, I mean, you know, sometimes you just don't have the personnel or the pieces to put that puzzle oh, together. Man. That's life. It's funny you say that, though, because I saw a story that Chase Daniel has made, like, $35 million. Did you see that story? More? More oh, what yeah. is it? I think it's around 50. I played against Chase Daniel when he was in college, and Chase Daniel is the perfect example of a right place, right time guy. We played at Missouri, I think it was 2008. They were number four ranked, and they spanked us 69 to 17. But, you know, Chase Daniel, his personnel that he had around him in Missouri, you know, he had Jeremy Macklin, a wide receiver. I forget the tight end's name. He went in the first round. He had two first round picks on the D line. Of course they killed it. Of course they played very, very well. And then he gets an opportunity. I think he was a late-round draft pick, sixth, seventh round. Gets into some locker rooms. They like him. They want to keep him around. But at the same time, I mean, you have some guys that not necessarily, they don't want you pressing for the starter's job. They want you to help that starter, you know, identify defenses, get into the mold, get into the rhythm. And, I mean, he's taken that role and ran with it for now what? I think I, if I played against him, he's got to be 36, 37 yeah. years old too, yeah. Yeah. Still making money. Wow. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Dan watches this every day in Saskatoon, so I want to uh, honor him by asking his question to you. Did you play in a bowl game every year of your junior or uh, college career? I did. So we played uh, all five years. My first wow. season, we were in uh, played in Boise, New Mexico, Boise again, Hawaii Bowl, Craftway Hunger Bowl in San Francisco. That's a blessed existence. You ever get back there? Uh, Torino? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going back. Uh, I haven't been back probably enough as I want to. I'm going back. I try to get back every three years. Obviously, with the pandemic, things shifted there a little bit when it was tough to get out of the country. But uh, in 2023 now, I'm going back. It's 150th anniversary celebration. Nevada's playing UNLV here October 15th. I'm planning to get to that game. Okay, good. And they play for the Fremont Cannon, the largest rival trophy in college sports. I got some really good friends there. Cody Fajardo, as you know. Bought a house there a couple years ago. Clint Malarchuk, that name mean anything to you? Yeah, the goalie coach for the Flames, right? Yeah, well, was. Uh, was now yeah. he's a horse dentist. That sounds right, yeah. <laughs> he's, from, <laughs> isn't he, he's from Elko, Nevada, he's I think, from, or something. No, he's from here. Is he from here? But he settled down but there. He lives down there? Okay. Long story. Like me, he's got a long, very colorful story. Okay. Well, and on the bowl game thing, by the way, it'll be the second consecutive year that I'll be at the Boca Raton Bowl broadcasting live. Gosh knows who's going to be in it. Last year was the Liberty Flames in Toledo. Uh, who knows? Maybe it'll be the Ohio Bobcats and Curtis Rourke. By the way, just last hour, I said to Jim Barker, if you were the owner of the number one overall pick of the CFL draft, would you draft Curtis Rourke? He said, not a chance. Would you? Uh, you know, that's a good question. The reason being, he probably said not a chance, is uh, the, the, they don't give you anything for the ratio for quarterbacks, right? So if you will need your ratio people, then uh, you, know, you, you can't go quarterback because the quarterback's not including the ratio. So if you want to, you know, have some Canadian players are playing at a high level, I would imagine there's some teams that are picking first overall have holes in their roster. They're probably going to identify it with an O-line, D-line, wide receiver, something like that. You can take the best player available with that pick, so why would you waste it? But again, that's why I'm, That's what Jim's saying. It's what you're saying. Not on a risk. Why would, I guess those picks now are taken fifth, sixth round, right? Yeah, so even when I got drafted, I was the number one overall prospect at one point. I went in the third round. So, I mean, that's kind of just the way that things used to go. Obviously, before it was different because they had the – I got drafted a year before I actually came out. Now they now you only get drafted if you're leaving college. But, uh, yeah, if you have any sort of NFL draft interest, often you slip down the draft board. Well, I leave that to the experts. But Jordan Williams went number one overall, ended up playing in BC, linebacker, right, and then signed with the Argos. Nathan Rourke, second-round pick by the BC Lions, and we'll never forget what he did in bc in just one season john in edmonton appreciate you john he goes i'll rephrase my question does preseason matter in sports tv ratings i beg to differ people don't want to watch preseason or attend well how about our peeps in the game plus studio right now speaking of television our ratings 
year over year increased 300%. So when you ask, do they matter? They matter all the time. That's my world. That's why I don't get into this personnel stuff. And I was never comfortable. Hockey I can do, football I can't. Mm -hmm. So of course it matters. It always matters. You do enough media to understand, yes, they matter. It always matters. Yeah, I mean, you're always trying to find the best fit. But I think, I mean, yeah, sure, it matters, and that's fine. But if you go to any sort of preseason game, I don't think you're always going to find sellouts. I think you're going to find some people that, you know, give their tickets away to some people that you know maybe wouldn't go or whatever else it might be but it's not always a true representation of a middle of the season game but at the same time you are getting new eyes on the product you are getting new eyes on tv so i mean they're always trying to build it i was in the moncrief complex at the university of texas when tom herman was coaching the longhorns and there was a sign as you enter the longhorns locker room that said everything matters so john in edmonton everything matters what's changed in the nfl though is number one vets not playing which i understand and that's happened in the cfl too but if you're trying to sell tickets and get people to watch the games john's not wrong what's interesting about it anymore there's no battles up for grabs anymore I you mean, know? Yeah, I think what they want is they want the media to run with a, you know, Story. who's going to be the starting running back? Who's going to be the starting wide receiver? Yeah. Who's gonna, can this rookie get into the lineup? What's going to happen on these plays? So Anthony Richardson for the Colts, great example, right? Young quarterback. Yes. They donned him as a starting quarterback right out the gate. And now when the preseason games happen, they want to see what they're able to do with him. And maybe the preseason games, they give him a little bit of a longer leash to do some different things. And maybe that's the story you need to have told but they're already in the running for the number one overall pick next year and i can also speak from a guy that's been in the media for 35 years it's not our job to sell your tickets right or your storylines so but you watched did you watch monday night football what's that did you watch monday night football this last washington baltimore no every single seat full at fedex field in washington now that had a lot to do with the new ownership and everything but it ended up being a hell of a game and the commanders on a last second field goal win snapping the ravens preseason win streak at 24 but not every game's going to have that kind of build up i did right? see the highlights of the guys running around and very excited after winning a football game i yeah. played in preseason games too it is exciting i mean you get in that moment especially if you're a player you get excited about it and what you can do i remember playing in calgary we were down 28 nothing and a half against edmonton Play, came back, won 35-28 in overtime in preseason. And we were excited, but then the event we're like, well. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Colin in Ottawa, which incidentally, last rating showed it's our number two city for viewership. I, I don't get it either. But Colin says it's great. John is defending our game, the CFL, to younger generations who, in my opinion, are often ignorant to what a great product the CFL is. And I'm a millennial. That says Colin in Ottawa. John in Winnipeg says, John, who's the hardest opponent to play against and why? That I've played against in my career. Yeah. So there's two that were very, very talented. Uh, Dominic and Sue, I think I told that story last time I was yes. here. So I'll tell another story of playing Alden Smith against Missouri. Oh, I yeah. talked about playing against Missouri earlier. We played against Missouri twice. We did a home and home. And when he was a junior, he came to Nevada. And I remember watching his film and being like, why is this guy's arm so long? Like, what's going on here? Like, why, who's this guy running around so fast? And he wore number 85 when he was in college. And I was like, is that, was that a wide receiver playing? DN, like what's going on here? And he truly looked like one, right? He was six wow. seven. He was six seven, two two eighty, whatever it was. And I was six eight, three thirty. And I could more or less on most teams bully their D linemen because I was quite a bit bigger than them, move them around, move the line of scrimmage. I'll never forget him bull rushing me and feeling like both feet were up off the ground and trying to That's find the ground again. Yeah, and him coming up and doing that. And then coming to the CFL, Corey Mace kind of did the same thing to me once. And uh, you know, there were some really talented players I played over the years, and uh, I mean a lot of guys are gonna end up in the Hall of Fame, Pro Bowl and everything else john bender this goes by far too fast man can we can we do it again next time we're in town yeah absolutely all right cfl ambassador how about that and stan peters and nevada wolfpack alum john bender when we return captain lou we're live from century downs racetrack and casino on the game plus television network wqee radio podcast and youtube live
PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. Back live at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. It's our final day uh, here. And I'll tell you what, it's unfortunate that we weren't able to bring in our next guest. He ain't around. I don't think so. Anyways, Peter Labardi is joining us, the iconic Calgary Flames broadcaster who uh, is uh, enjoying an offseason right now. Although, are you, Lou? What's going on, man? It seems like you're working, you're traveling. What's up in the world of Lou? I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place, Rod. I've had a marvelous summer. Uh, I'm feeling great, as my good friend Mr. Rempel would say. Feeling a wee bit young. <laughs> I can tell. And I'm, this I'm, a, actually, th- I'm, I'm, I'm actually just down the road. I'm actually right now in Red Deer. Okay, well, I saw a photo of you with our, my good yeah. friend Joe Whitbread uh, from Sylvan Lake, and I'm like, what, what? Okay, we're not doing anything groundbreaking here today. We're having coffee. We're having fun, Lou. So just, what's up with Lou? Yeah. How's life in the world of Lou? It's it's good. It's changing. Um, I don't know. I can't remember if we've talked about it on air, but I decided to move away from my job at Sportsnet 960 The Fan, where I have been the color analyst on the radio for the last 10 years. It was just, and I'm not going to get into it any deeper than I already have on a couple of occasions on a couple of other shows, but it was time. It was time, and it was probably overdue, and so... I've had a great time working with a streaming company called HN Live. Um, I'm 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 doing really well. I'm doing really really well, and it'll be. Uh, I'm really excited about the potential of what might be coming next. Wayne in Victoria, BC says, "Hey Lou, you're looking great and sounding great as well." Listen, as I chat with you, Lou, I can just see you feel. Mm-hmm. Lighter. Lighter? <laughs> it's like there's like angels around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I got to um, ask you, what about this sports academy agency sort of thing? You were going to work as a media advisor. Did I see that somewhere or did I dream it? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of work with uh, a gentleman by the name of Dustin Long. And he runs Hockey Helix. It's an academy to help create more dynamic players both on and off the ice and he was kind enough to reach out and say i i think you uh could really help some of my clients in terms of some media coaching and just being the kind of person who's been around the game for a long time uh i've done it on a couple of occasions i hope to get a chance to do it a little bit more but right i'm just really at a point you know this is year 40 for me in the business or related in the business and which is incredible but the two great fascinations for me are sports and people and the older i get i'm probably more fascinated or more driven by how can i help people and use my experience and knowledge and to be honest my trials and tribulations to potentially help others. That, for the rest of my time, will be a bigger focus than it's ever been before. Well, good for you. And uh, I know for a fact it feels better in here. Where am I? Better in here than anything yeah, yeah, we've ever done our whole yeah, life. Uh, so some questions have come in. This is great. Brian, BW in Alberta says, Lou looks like he's wearing a BC Lions colors. Are you? No, no. What are you wearing, Lou? No, this is is just a red shirt because Canada, people who know me, matters incredibly in all team sports. And today, our basketball team put forth one of the greatest Canadian performances ever at the World Cup of Basketball. They beat France, the reigning Olympic silver medalists, by 30 points today, 95-65.
Um, I think I wore two holes in the floor here in the hotel room, but glorious day, so I had to come on and wear red. So it is not well, I hope easy we can... Lions colors. If I'm going to wear CFL colors, sorry, folks, there's only one still for me, and it's green. Yeah, adjust your set, BW in Edmonton. It's red, not orange. I hope, Lou, that you and I can still be friends with me wearing a USA football golf shirt today. However, well, you'll it's, understand it's, this. It's, it's as, not my favorite. It's not my favorite, but as, yes. As my good friend Miles Goel, I don't mind that you wear green. You get it, right? Miles Gorell, yes, yes. six foot eight, Hall of Fame Canadian football lineman. Oof, I've never forgotten this. He's the he's the best. He's the best. I say, uh, who's your favorite team? Who are you cheering for, Miles? I'm loyal to who's paying me. You get it, right, Lou? I I, I do. Right. You know what? I'm the problem for me is I miss that memo. How about that? I missed that memo. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Read it, threw it away. That's never, that's never it, really, that's, that, that's the crazy thing about me, and I can't say that it's always in my best interest. The money side and who's paying me has rarely been my great motivation and why I get fired up about things. Yeah, but the thing and is. That's the truth. Well, I know you're talking about with people all the time about what, where you're at, where you're going, where you've been. Same thing with yeah. me. I was just talking to yeah. a guy uh, yesterday from the CFL alumni. He's like, what are you doing? And I said, USA Today or <laughs> USA Football wants me to travel around America and broadcast and host their events. Would you, is that something you'd be interested in doing? Yeah, I think I'd like that. At this yeah, stage of my life, I think I would like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but this isn't yeah. about me. Mark in Melfort writes in where they do the Melfort Shuffle. He says, I saw you went to a NASCAR race this summer. Are you a big NASCAR fan? Over to you. I am not a big NASCAR fan, but my son, Kale, um, might like NASCAR more than I like hockey. And that's not an easy thing to do. So for his birthday present, I decided that the present would be to finally take him live and in person to his first ever NASCAR race. So we went to Pocono Raceway in Pennsylvania, Long Pond, Pennsylvania. Watched three different races because he could watch them all day, all night, every day. A lot like his dad with all team sports. His just happens to be NASCAR. And so I had an indoctrination to something. Listen, I'll, I'll be frank. Am I a NASCAR fan? Well, I am more now, but it's because of my son. I'm a fan of my son. Here's how I used to describe NASCAR back in the day. Put a penny in the toilet and flush. That's NASCAR. But I see it very Ooh. different now and appreciate it very much and have learned a lot about it through the great knowledge of my son. Uh, if I may, that? just out of curiosity, how did he get so hooked on it? I, honestly, I'm not even sure. He, he has a real infinity for racing. I don't get it. Certainly didn't come from me. It didn't come from his mother. Um, I, I don't know. I really, he tells me, I guess I should say this. I think it had something in part to do with the kids show and movie Cars. So I gotcha. think, I think that in some way stayed with him. And there are sometimes I think, and I think it's neat. It's kind of his thing. And I like that for him a lot, that it's not my thing. It's his thing. Of course. And you're doing it together, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Well, Lou, I appreciate you awesome. uh, jumping on. Enjoy the rest of your tour through Alberta and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. There's a lot of NASCAR in Florida. So if you ever would be so gracious, would love to go to some events with you down there. If you could find a way. Yeah, you know what? I uh, I almost went to Daytona this year instead of Pocono. It just timing-wise, I'm doing the final of the Minto Cup here this weekend in, in Edmonton off to Surrey, British Columbia to call the Canadian Senior Men's Softball Championship next week. By the way, talking about Melfort, this is a little Melfort 222's hat. Donnie Atkinson and company. 
So a little Melford today. <laughs> Funny how it all ties in. Thanks again, Lou. Safe travels. Okay, Toodaloo. guys. Thanks, Riley. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. The Hall of Famer, Peter Labardius, joining us from Red Deer. One final segment from Century Downs with a special guest next. We are live on Game Plus TV, YouTube, WQEE Radio, and your favorite podcast platform. As usual, we're going to throw a curveball at you here in overtime, live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. And try, Kevin the Medium, please, to not get sentimental or emotional here. Our last overtime, as you pointed out, of 2023 here. Overtime's brought to you by Overtime Hockey Lanes, where skill meets fun, or as I like to call it, what I say, an amusement park for hockey players. You say batting cages for hockey. Top yes. golf for hockey. Uh, 28th Street Northeast here in Calgary, where there is now the Rod Peterson Show Lane. You can come out and shoot at my face. There's a lot of people that would like to do that. I'm going there. I'm taking <laughs> videos. Well, you got <laughs> 10 minutes to shoot in person. Anyway, shout out to Randy and Michelle down there at Overtime Hockey Lanes. I'm just pleased this bunch that there's people going in there now because they see us talking about it. And it's, I just say, if you're a hockey team or any other sport coming through Calgary on the road, you have some time to kill, you want to do team building, that's the place you got to go, Overtime Hockey Lanes. Fully li licensed, has a restaurant. This is just off the top of my head, folks. Not a written liner here. And I would say for businesses, if you want to do a team building fun team event, make overtime hockey lanes that and i not everybody i know can just shoot pucks all day but a lot of us can and that's the place <laughs> to go and do it overtime hockey lanes now another thing where we're having fun today the curveball's this i just want to get out of my seat and start dancing I, i'm pretty happy obviously i want to get home florida is my home it's been awesome here but this morning we're having this little debate of what's the greatest country song of all time and you you were getting upset at me because you're like, you every, said every song's a great. Every other song you were saying was your favorite. It was the, fav, the, the most popular country song. And I'm He's like, new at this broadcasting thing. <laughs> I said, it's you have to listen. Earlier on, Friends in Low, Place, Low Places came on by Garth Brooks. And I said, voted the number one country song of all time. He stopped listening when I said, I wouldn't vote for it, but it won the vote. That's why we have votes in this democracy. But then Fish It in the Dark came on. And I said, this is... The number one Probably country song. Probably the number one country song of all time. He's like, you said it was Dark Garth Brooks. No, I said it was voted that. And if I had a vote, it would be Amarillo by Morning by George Strait. And they've all been on today. And I used to be a country music DJ, so that's why I'm just... You just didn't I love your country groove. music. There's actually two kinds of music that I like. Country <laughs> and Western. <laughs> okay. Other than that. Uh, Terry the lawyer says safe travels Rod we await your return thank you Terry thanks for coming down anything you want to talk about because I could sit here and just talk about how great Century Downs is for five minutes that I probably wouldn't be right I want to make sure we thank Karen and the crew down here at Century Downs for yeah. hosting us for the last five weeks they have done a terrific job and um, I'm looking forward to when you come back hopefully in 2024 at some point and we can do it all again that will be up to Calgary, but I think it's going to happen. Uh, we've got some great comments here. James in Borden, Manitoba says, Football Friday is so good at this time of year with both leagues. I can't wait for tonight's game where I'm cheering for the Stamps. I hope Toronto has a good crowd, which reminds me, Kirk watches us every day in Toronto on Game Plus TV and says, Hi, Rod. Who can have more fun than us on a Friday night here in the Big Smoke with a big crowd expected for tonight's Argo Stamps game, the famous CNE Food Building, mere steps from the north end zone. Life is good. Oh, I hope Moose can make it. Cheers. I wrote him back and said, great attitude. Enjoy. Yes. And he wrote me back and said, thanks, Rod. You're the best. Clearly a very smart guy, too. That's my poker face. There was no expression. <laughs> Game of the week last night was 
turned out I, to be I, unless a you're a bomber fan unless you're in the smurf mafia <laughs> even you're, even on even if you're a smurf mafia you gotta you gotta admit that was kind of a boring second half of that game the first half was bonkers and it was unreal that winnipeg even had the lead at the half given the way that they played when you throw two pick sixes and toss up another one and you're still leading and i had to go on my favorite uh, facebook uh, group cfl chatter and give it to the bombers they're a good team top to bottom are yeah. do they have the best quarterback in the league no i don't believe they do you don't throw three interceptions and call yourself the best quarterback in the league by the way don't come at me for using the term Smurf Mafia, it's Kevin's. I just think it's hilarious. And I like saying it. Are they coming at you for that? No, not oh, at all. Dang, no, dang. they for whatever reason, they like me in Winnipeg and I like them in Winnipeg. You can tell that. Yes. Uh be, and I don't know why. I think that the second when we flipped the switch, when I went from being voice of the riders to host of the Rod Peterson show, they changed like that. Took a long time to melt the ice in Calgary, but we've clearly melted it. But in Winnipeg, Manitobans are a lot more like Saskawanians, and they're like, this is a guy that just wants to work every day and loves sports, and they Winnipeg's been deadly. And they day take one. their football dead serious. Oh, yeah, you got in a fight last night, you said, on oh, Facebook. Oh, my goodness. They came personal. It was, it was they came after me. They were me. personal? Oh, my goodness. They came at my, uh, Jake and my podcast. They came at my relationships. It was, like, very personal. I had to block one guy. It was just like, Ooh. dude, like, take, take a pill. I'm having fun over here. Smurf Mafia. It's a joke, people. Oh, so that's what they were mad about? No, they were mad because I said Fajardo, or sorry, uh, Calaris wasn't number one in the league. Yeah, you got to let that stuff roll off your back. <laughs> Ryan, in, uh, I'm talking about Bomber fans and any sports fans. Yeah, that, you but know? we talked about it. Football fans are different. Whether it be college football, NFL, CFL, they're just different. There's some wacko hockey fans too, but I get what you're saying. Ryan in Saratoga, New York says, these Hamilton Grey Cup tourism spots are fire. I'm only a six-hour drive from Hamilton. I might have to do some traveling in November. Well, they'd oh, love to see you, Ryan, at the Grey Cup in Hamilton. Jeff, the Stams fan, says, Kevin, you can be quite the troll. Says the troll. <laughs> That's great. Uh, What's the saying? You have to be one to know one? Troy in Toronto says, let's go, Argos. And Ryan in New York says, enjoy whichever sports you watch this weekend, everyone. Safe travels back to the good old USA, Rod. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate it. I'm excited to get back. And uh, they told us to talk right until the end. Oh, is that the new rule? No, no. It was always the rule. Oh. I strayed. It's on me. So what are you going to get up to this weekend? Well, my uh, stepdaughter is getting married this weekend. Danny and Lance are getting married. Uh, so we're uh, all day today, all the rest of the afternoon is going to be spent preparing for the wedding. And then I got to go hide because we have to enjoy. The See you Monday from Florida, everybody. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.